welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pereca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Peaceful Ease podcast. I'm Mario Pereca here with Ela Crane. And right off the bat, we want to invite you to visit us. PeacefulEase.com is where you can do that. And to join in the communication, because we love to hear from you. And we have been hearing from you. And we love to take all of your feedback into consideration. You can do that by emailing us, hello at PeacefulEase.com. In the last episode, we talked about silence. And in this episode, Ela brought up another side to that, so to speak, which is listening. And I love that topic because I think a lot of people even hear, but they don't necessarily listen. And I think there is a distinction to be made there. And Ela, you also said that there are actually different levels of listening and different ways that we can listen to people. And you have a lot of experience with this, with teaching people how to really pay attention and really be present with people and really understand, listen with the intent to understand instead of the intent to speak. And I think that that's such an important thing as well. So I want to turn it over to you and just let you fill us in about listening, because I just think it's such a fascinating thing. And I think that that's a skill that everyone has the potential to improve in. And when they do, it not only will change their life, but it will change the person that they're actually listening to their life as well. Absolutely. And we are social creatures. So relationships are very kind of fundamental in every aspect of our lives, whether it's business or private lives. And most of the time, misunderstandings happen due to miscommunication, which is often not listening to each other properly. So I noticed that I work with couples a lot. And when one party says something, the other party generally hears what they want to hear or afraid to hear or what they think they often hear it. So it's always like hearing your own assumptions rather than uh, what the person is really saying. So that's why I say there are different levels of listening. And the first level, the very basic level, is listening to speak. So basically waiting for your turn to speak. <laughs> you nod, you smile, and you just, in your head, you're saying, oh, God, only if I could say this right now. So there's this impatience and lack of presence and empathy in a way. The second level is like listening to hear. So you're interested in what the other person says. You're focused on the other person. You're not like really listening to your own thoughts. The other person is perhaps is saying something that means something to you. But still you're hearing but not really registering. So you're hearing the words but you don't really ask yourself why this person is saying this in a way that's like that 
she or he saying it. For example, if your spouse asks you saying, will you, like I work with a lot of actors, so let's say, will you come to my show tomorrow? And then you say like, oh, I really can't. Like I have meetings until like nine o'clock or something. And then, you know, you hear your spouse saying, but oh, could you not? It's the last night. Like the, the show is ending and this is like the biggest thing, you know, like you have to. And then you hear the words, but you go back to your mind and you say, well, I can't because I have meetings. Like, what can I do? I'm working hard. And then it just goes downward spiral. Whereas if you could pay attention to the emotions behind those words, you would be listening to understand. So that's the level three. Because you would see that your spouse is coming from this place of wanting to share a special event or maybe he or she thinks you're not paying enough attention or he or she is not your priority and there's maybe resentment maybe there is a disappointment but then if you did that you could address what's happening there and the next level is listening as if you're that person so if you could hear your spouse saying, why can't you? Like, this is very important. Then you could see the disappointment and really feel it and ask yourself where that's coming from and address that emotion and not with ration because you can't change an emotion with a rational idea or thinking. You can only impact an emotion with an emotion. So if you notice that your spouse is disappointed and that's coming from wanting to share something beautiful and meaningful with you, then you can say, I'm so sorry, you know, you know, I love you so much and I wish I could be there with you and you're absolutely right to feel the way you're feeling and I also feel terrible, but there's nothing I can do. Is there any other way you know, I can make up for this? And that would be a completely different conversation. Yeah, emotion is big. And a lot of times in my relationship, I'll notice that I always really try to listen as hard as I can because I know that that communication and emotion is so important. But there are times when I'll be replying to a text or working with the client or working on something and she'll come in and start talking and saying things. And I will look up, I'll catch myself paying more attention to something else. And what I do is I'll just stop and say, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Can you say that again? And I'll put the phone down and actually listen and pay attention. Because I'll hear it, but I don't really hear it. Like I'll know what was just said, but it doesn't register, right? Because my attention's somewhere else. So that's what I do. I just stop and I say, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Can you say that again? It, she seems to be okay. Like I think it would be a lot worse if I wouldn't do that. <laughs> if I would just act like I heard it and then be like, I'll figure it out. I'll try to do what she said. I feel like when you're honest and you really mean it, not just being honest for the sake of being honest, but when you're honest and you mean it, I think that it opens up more understanding because I do really care, right? That's there. The intent is there. I do care. It's just sometimes I have eight different things happening at once and it's hard to filter everything and get to what's most important. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. 
And there's an exercise I used to do, and I still do, when I give a workshop around this listening and silence and communication, basically, which is you can do that with your partner or even children. It's, again, two-minute exercise, and it has two kind of levels. The first level is you ask the person to talk about something that they are really passionate about. And just maybe give them three questions up front. Like, when would you like to do that? Why is it a big deal for you? And how do you feel about this? So they can come up with something to talk about. And then you set up an alarm clock, like for two minutes. And then you take your mobile phone. And the rule is, you have to check your mobile phone during these two minutes. You can't make eye contact with your partner. And you can't say, yes, me too. Or you can't agree or disagree. You can't speak you will just have to check your mobile phone. And at the end of the two minutes, I ask always the participants, like, how did you feel? And what was so interesting that not only the speakers were frustrated, but also the listeners who couldn't properly listen. And then the second stage comes, and this time the person tells about the topic they are passionate about. And all you do is look at them, look into their eyes, Again, you can't have a conversation. You can't say, yes, me too, or no, I disagree. You just listen. And then you see how the quality of conversation and the relationship changes. And when you do this exercise, you take away something with you. You know, it doesn't just end there. That kind of works this listening muscle we have. And then you learn how to listen deeper and deeper and you start seeing minor gestures in people's faces like the smallest things and you go ah this person is saying that but it doesn't match the looks so perhaps she feels differently than what she's describing let me ask if my perception is true so it becomes a whole different conversation where you can actually help people verbalize how they truly feel and give them this freedom to express themselves showing that you're not there to judge one of the things that also comes up with me and i love that exercise because it helps you and i think if you're in a relationship whether you're married engaged just you know boyfriend girlfriend whatever I think that that's a very valuable exercise because it shows each other what that attention looks like, right, to a certain capacity on both extremes. And then you can kind of settle in the middle and it kind of lets you get to know each other's communication patterns better. I don't know if it's because I podcast a lot or I have an extreme amount of conversations throughout my days. But I know I'm pretty good at listening and being able to understand what people are saying and feeling before they even get it all out. And I always let them finish. I'm always very patient, but I just, I get it a lot of the time. So another thing that happens between me and my girlfriend is, aside from that one, I'll put the phone down like I just explained and I'll say, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Can you do that again? I will actually hear and be able to understand, but she doesn't feel that I do. And she'll say, you're not listening. And I'll say, I heard you. And I'll repeat back everything that she just said. And I'll say, and you're going to ask me what you think I should do. Or you're going to ask me, and she'll be like, okay, so yeah, what should I? And then that like fixes it. But again, it's that communication, right? That's like, I hear it. I internalize it. I get it. But she doesn't feel that I do because there's something there. There's something deeper there. Like for instance, perhaps she has some kind of 
pre-recorded information that you don't often listen. Yeah. And then in these situations that gets confirmed and these kind of prejudices or judgments happen due to both parties contributing to it. Mm-hmm. So there were perhaps occasions you weren't really listening and then it registered somewhere in her mind. And now like, she's like, ah, here's another one of those times, you know, that he's not hearing me. And it could be that there's a deeper message. For example, with the actor example I gave, like, can you come to my show tomorrow? No, I can't. I have meetings until 9 p.m. This conversation will go down from there. And that's not because of the show, that there's something deeper. Like perhaps the person who's inviting to the show is like feeling neglected. And she has been perhaps feeling neglected for a while. So this is just a tipping point. This is just like an excuse to kind of express that neglect. But generally, we don't go that deep. So it becomes like this, it's just a show, you will have another show. But it's Mm -hmm. not about the show. Mm -hmm. It's it's about like this deeper sense of, "Mm, you know, I'm not the priority. I don't get enough attention. or He doesn't care enough. Yeah. I mean, communication is so important. And that's why if you listen to a lot of my podcasts too, just to take it back to that angle, I like to reiterate what people say a lot in a different way, but I reiterate it, number one, to confirm that I understood their intent and what they were saying. But number two, it also lets them know that I really heard what they just said. And you think that people would get agitated. I've even played games like that. Don't tell anyone I've done this, but I'll play games with people where I'll see, I wonder how many times I can reiterate what they're saying back to them and keep the conversation going, still keeping it going, before they bring it up or say something about it. And I've never had anyone call me out on it. I've had one person one time compliment me on it and say, it's really beautiful the way that you understand and rephrase everything I say, but you say it more eloquently. And that wasn't my intention. But the point there is people like to know that they're being heard. And so even if you're feeding them the same stuff that they're saying over and over and over again, they tend to enjoy that. Sure, they feel comforted that yeah. they are being understood because that's what we want. That's why we talk to each other. You know, we yeah. just, just want to feel understood. I think it's so funny because on some level, I think if someone were doing that to me, after the second or third time, I would say, I know what I just said. I want to know what you think. But nobody's ever said that back to me. that's why it's just so funny to me. It's like, I enjoy it. I get it. But it's just one of those things. And another point I'm trying to make is if someone says something to you and you really don't know how to answer, or you don't yet know where to go with it, you can start by reiterating what they just said to make them feel more comfortable and heard. And to also give yourself a little more time to come up with, how can I add value to this conversation? Yes, and if you really don't know the answer, just say that. It's just like we feel like we have to have answers all the time, but that's not true. And someone would respect you for it, saying, I don't really know right now. I can find out for you, or I can think about this. Can I come back to you tomorrow about this? Because I want to think about it, or I want to find out about it. Absolutely. I agree with you 110%. In my context, it's a little bit different because when I have someone on that I'm interviewing or even when I'm on their show or whatever, it's my job 
to help them tell their story in the most effective, powerful way possible. And so I have to always have, you know, there are certain people like yourself, Elo, that we can have conversations all day long and it's just super easy. It's effortless. We just get in there and we flow. But then there's those people that it's like pulling teeth to get them to open up, to get them to come out. And usually they have something very profound to say. They're just not in the comfortable space yet to let that out. So you have to give them space. You have to really communicate with them, make them feel valued, make them feel understood and ask them those questions that really get them to think and go into those places. And sometimes you have to do it with kid gloves because sometimes if you come out of the gate with a really strong question, it's just going to blow them away. So you have to go like very, very, and I can always go back to the tell your story thing because everyone loves to tell their story, but then you can only tell your story so many times. Because life, as you know, it is not linear. So where do you go from there? And how do you communicate with someone who is either very nervous or isn't in a place to communicate? And that's when you have to go to that place where making them feel understood, making them feel comfortable is the fastest way to create that rapport, to create that energy, and to get them to then open up to the next level. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. So you're asking how? Well, I would love to know your feedback. Yeah. What you said is one way of doing it, just making sure that that person feels understood. So just repeating. Another way I do is just give them time. Like I have calls with clients where we don't talk. Sometimes 20 minutes it happens. Not often, but it does happen. And yet both of us are smiling and nodding. Like as if there is this conversation happening in another kind of level we don't need words i have to ask if you have that kind of conversation over the regular phone and it's like 20 minutes do you have to periodically check in to make sure they're still on the line (laughs) are you still there okay good me too well it becomes like you can hear the person breathing you know you hear different subtleties like you hear the background noises but yeah you know, people generally, we start there, are still there if it's not a kind of video call. I just had it recently. Like the person kept asking me and I always said with a calm voice, yes, I am. And if you need to hear this every 10 seconds, it's fine. But then there was this huge gap for, I don't know how long I didn't time it, but it was beautiful. And I could feel the other person relaxing into that. I am there no matter what. We don't have to talk. You don't have to use words. You know, there are other ways of being together. That's awesome. That's silence. So we come come back to it again. We've come full circle, I feel like. (laughs) I think so too. (laughs) But I want to ask you really quickly before we sign off and close this conversation for today, is there anything you want to leave listeners with as far as, you know, I know you talked about some of the exercises you did in your workshops and some of the different things. Is there anything specifically you want to leave them with? Before we say goodbye, I strongly suggest a kind of give it a go with the exercise of like not listening for two minutes and then listening very deeply and being present for two minutes. It's an exercise that can transform the relationship. So just try it and it's fun. And at the end of the two minutes for each round, you both share how you felt. That's the important part. So you understand yourself and the other person under different circumstances and what listening or not listening do to each other. And then after it's done, you get to enjoy a glass of wine. (laughs) Sure. (laughs)
<laughs> Ela, thank you so much. As always, it's been a blast. I want to remind everyone to find us at peacefulease.com. Send in anything you want us to know, questions, comments, ideas, anything that came to your mind as you were listening to hello at peacefulease.com. We'd love to hear from you and have your feedback as we always do. And Ela, again, thank you so much. It's been a blast. I can't wait to talk with you again. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> for Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pareca. Thank you very much. And we will talk to you very soon on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.